0: A few episodes ago on Dying to Ask, we told you the story of August and Anthony Wesley, a father-son out of Sacramento, California, working to try to represent the tiny island nation of Cabo Verde in the Olympics in wrestling. It is a crazy story. August is 49 years old. Anthony is in his 20s. Everything about it, it seemed unlikely, but there was a chance these two would get to go to the Olympics and represent their countries. So go back and listen to the full episode with August Wesley to hear how they got to that point. When we last left off, August was waiting to hear back from the IOC on a wild card. After this break, we will tell you what happened when the IOC finally wrote back olympians they're just different sure they're fitter and faster but they're mentally different too because when the body breaks down the olympic mindset takes over and this year with the first ever delayed olympics that mindset is more important than ever My name is Deirdre Fitzpatrick and I have covered the last 10 Olympics for Hearst Television. 20 years of studying and, well, obsessing about how Olympians do life. These are the stories of how Team USA's athletes get to the top of a podium and how you can get some Olympic edge in your life coming out of one of the most challenging years ever for all of us. This is Dying to Ask, The Road to Tokyo. All right, welcome back to the Dying Daz Podcast. Today, we have an update to one of our favorite Olympic stories we've been following this Olympic cycle, and that is the story of a father and son who have been working for a long time to represent a country that perhaps you've never heard of, Cabo Verde, um, in the Olympics in wrestling. So glad to have Anthony and August Wesley back on the show. Hey, guys, where are you today?
1: Hi, uh, we're actually currently in West Virginia right
0: now. (laughs) <laughs> okay, Anthony, that's a long way from Japan. A <laughs> little bit. A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. All right, August, bring us up to speed because a few episodes ago, we spent you know a long time with you talking about all these steps, you guys, and the hoops you've been jumping through to become the first wrestlers to represent Cape Verde. And at the time, you're waiting on just like the stars to align and paperwork and a spot to open up. So where is it now?
2: So where it is now is that we we were still in that process until just this the end of this past week where we were notified that the International Olympic Committee is not giving out any more wild cards in fencing or wrestling, which is the other uh, sports that Capo Verde uh, participates in. So it was a, a bit of a bummer to hear that as we have trained and prepared and traveled and been tested so many times you can't even imagine but uh it's uh it, it's been an interesting process uh, moving forward they um w- we have our credentials as a matter of fact i was trying to get them um, i called the uh, a committee today and to see if they could take a picture so i can send them to you so i'm still waiting for them right now but we have our credentials and we are ready to go through the japanese government we can get in but as of right now, we would come in, we would go to the Olympic Village, and we wouldn't be able to participate in certain things because it has to be on the manifest of everything that you're doing while you're there in Japan. So right now, we don't, we don't have anything to do. So although we have everything we need.
0: That is so bizarre. So in theory, then, you guys will actually go. You will go in and process with an Olympic credential. You'll live in the village but not get to compete. So what will you do all day?
2: Well, as of right now, uh, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just, uh, we were talking about getting sushi and uh, (laughs) not doing much as we're just essentially quarantine, like everybody else um, through this time before. Uh, It's been a little interesting because everyone isn't doing everything. Deirdre, the people that have the events that are a little bit earlier, they go and they will be participating in the opening ceremonies, and then they will uh, do their sport and they have to leave in a timeline after their sport. The people that have the later sports come in a little bit later. So for us to leave, we wouldn't be set to leave to the end of the month anyway, because wrestling is the 1st through the 7th of August, and we would participate in the closing ceremonies.
0: So it's interesting because this is one Olympics where everything will be different. And normally, honestly, like just based on what I've heard, you know, the Olympic Village is a fun place to hang out, even if you're with your dad, Anthony, for a couple of weeks. I mean, it's usually like this massive party with thousands of people who've had a lot of like delayed childhoods because all the time they've spent training, um, kind of letting loose. And they're really making it sound like this thing's going to be really locked down. Um, But... You know, Anthony, it's still at the Olympics. It is. It
1: is. And I mean, you don't really get that opportunity very often. Not only is it once every four years, or in this case, once every five years, because it was supposed to be in 2020, but with the lockdown of maybe there's not going to be any fans and they have to stagger athletes and their coaches, it is going to be a very unique olympics moving forward and from years past
0: now august you'd you'd mentioned that you know part of the reason why you guys were pushing so hard was to really to create this platform and this opportunity for Cabo verde to develop a stronger wrestling program and a bigger olympic delegation in the future and it strikes me that even if you're in the village you still get that opportunity to put it on the map and maybe to share more of your story
2: absolutely Uh, it's the story is is separate from where uh Capo Verde has come through the years and how they've developed and how they've gotten stronger and they've been more competitive overall. But, um, you know, our goal and what we talk about all the time is the difference we want to make there. And that uh, the boys and girls that are running around can see people doing it at that level, be it in the Olympics or the Continental Championships, which we're set to go and compete in in in, um, October in Morocco. So just so they can see somebody else do it and it can motivate them. Um, so it's just, it's an exciting process, uh, nonetheless. Um, but it's, uh, it's been a, a lot of hurry up and wait. So we want to hurry up and get there and, and do that. But it's, uh, it's, it, you sit on your hands a lot when you're not training.
0: Oh, I know. I know. Well, I mean, I guess you can like go to town in that big cafeteria in the Olympic village, not really have to worry about it. <laughs> you, know, you can yeah. actually just go, go enjoy that. I'm sure they'll have 24 hour sushi. If you want to go enjoy that, that'll be kind of cool.
1: I wouldn't mind that at all.
0: (laughs) Sounds pretty good. So what's the plan then? When will you guys take off?
2: The the plan would be towards the end of the month. I was just asking our delegation leader um, today. um, His name is Leonardo about how some of that works, because like I said, with everybody leaving, everything wasn't purchased at the same time with waiting for wild cards to get in and uh, those things. We, we thought that Anthony would be a shoe in to get the wild card uh, due to how well he did in uh, Bulgaria. Um, I have a, can have a dual role if I didn't get in as an athlete. Um, I'm on the administrative side of the wrestling committee. And so I can go as a representative of the sport of wrestling. So there was a few different options for me that they were still looking into just so we could have a uh, representation there as a, um, a new sport and, um, that we're growing.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, you've still got work to do so that that's a good thing. Right. And you'll get to at least take part in the closing ceremony. So that's exciting.
2: Yeah, that, that would, that would be it. No one can basically stay the whole time. So, um, you know, we would, uh, We would have fun and dance and and do all that other good stuff.
0: (laughs) Now, Cabo Verde does have a a couple of Olympians who did get the wild card in other sports. Is that right? Correct. And which sports are those?
2: Oh, you know what? I was just going to pull it up right here. Um, It's boxing, judo, gymnastics, track and field that may be it.
0: Yeah, that's still pretty good. That's still pretty good. So what's been the biggest takeaway from this entire experience for you guys? Maybe I'll start with you, Anthony. We, we got to talk with your dad in an earlier episode. And I mean, he really was just so thrilled to go through all of this with you. I mean, talk about the uh, ultimate father and son adventure.
1: I mean, it's There's so, a, a lot of people don't realize how much work went into this behind the scenes. A lot of people don't really realize that it really did start from scratch. Like, what, February? Yeah. Start from, like, ground zero. And to see how far it's come now, and we're in July, let's say May, because that's, we've been kind of playing that weight game for a few months. But it shows that if you're determined enough, you can really just make it happen. You can really do what you need to do. And, I, and I've definitely seen my, my dad do that, whether it's staying up 24 hours in a row <laughs> or being up at 5 a.m., Eastern time to make sure that it's a comfortable time to talk to people back in Cabo Verde or in Switzerland for UWW or even in Portugal. So maybe even Bulgaria, like seeing him just kind of get down and, and do the nitty gritty showed me that like, although it's not an opportunity everybody gets, but Hard work does pay off.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, your, di- your, di- your dad is a force. <laughs> That's he putting it them. mildly. <laughs> he's no, he's, he's good people. And if, if he couldn't make this happen, then nobody could have made this happen. And you guys I got so close. You got so <laughs> close. And you're still going to be there. It's just going to be a little different than what the original goal was. So August, unfortunately, you know, it doesn't happen with you getting on a mat taking on a 22 year old in competition this time <laughs> but <laughs> what, what, what do you see happening in the future i mean this is just the beginning this is not the end of a story it's the beginning
2: yeah um you know i in the immediate future we were just trained for the uh the continental championships in october and um do that and then uh, for me it's going to be more of an administrator role you know uh stepping back he's He's the future of the wrestling representing Capo Verde. Um, so we're, we're real excited about that and just taking part in, in any in any way. But um, it's, uh, it's been exciting. I, I've made some some great friends and opened up some new opportunities that will go beyond my ability to compete. But um, through him and then through the, the generations of other athletes that we've been uh um communicating with. Um, And so many of the other outlets, uh, the Rhode Island uh, Social Club there representing Verde, they've gotten information out to people. The museum um, there in Rhode Island, they've gotten out information to people. And the Northern California Capo Verde Association, um, right there located in Sacramento, uh, Nick Andrade is the president, they've gotten out. So I think we've already been able to inspire. Uh, We've already been able to get the message out. So it's just exciting going through the process.
0: And on to Paris in 2024.
2: Yeah, that's the plan.
0: All right, work on your French boys. I think it'll be great. Okay, so when you're in the Olympic Village, I know people are going to want to try to keep up with you on social media. What are going to be some good ways to hear about how you are killing time in the Olympic Village?
1: Ooh, probably, probably via Instagram. For me, I might like, because obviously, like, Americans will be there in other countries that do speak English and some that don't. um, They'll be there. So I might do maybe, an Instagram live or a couple of videos like hey I'm with so and so or hey I'm, exactly I'm with this person.
0: that sounds fantastic so Anthony what is your Instagram account
1: um, it is Anthony underscore Wesley five
0: sounds good and then August a good way to keep up with you
2: oh mine is uh,
0: I'll help you out you just search August Wesley and it pops right up you'll be able to find it no problem at all hey guys okay. I wish I wish you had gotten um, different answers from the IOC. And I wish you'd gotten that wild card, but I just, I'm so impressed by everything you've done and the energy that you've put into this. And I think what you're doing is really important. And for those really small countries to have representation and to inspire the next generation of kids to get out and move and be healthy and go for dreams is gold medal worthy in my book. So best of luck, have the greatest adventure ever and let us know how it goes.
1: Thank you. Yeah, we definitely will.
0: Keep up with me during the Olympics on Instagram. You'll find me at RunReadsip. sip. You can always DM me if you have questions about the games or you're wondering why do they do that during the Olympics. I probably know the answer. Best of luck to Anthony and August, and we will see you next time on Dying to Ask.